At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the... Good afternoon and welcome in. It is The Edge here on Visa in the Sports Betting Network. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel. No Matt Humans today. He was a trooper, uh, much like Michael Jordan in the flu game. Fought through a rough voice the last couple of days. Filled in on Follow the Money earlier this morning. So Aaron Renning, ER professional handicapper, is with us today to go through what we're going to do on Football Fridays. The entire rotation of NFL games over the next hour. What's up, dude? How you been? I'm doing doing uh, really well, JVT. Glad to be here. Probably going to be very limited yeah. in my appearance uh, this year. Going to miss football Fridays, of course, with Scott and Matt. But I am here on Friday. Boy, I got a ton of action, JVT. I just counted them down. I got about 15, 16 bets like it. Uh, on my own handicap and in the NFL. I did hear a rumor, JVT. I heard a rumor that you tweaked your calf and maybe you're going to be out six months. <laughs> no, not, not the case. Not okay. the case. I'm still around. I can actually operate on a radio show and a television show uh, with a tweaked calf, <laughs> although my muscles are soft and doughy, so right. uh, tweaking calves is something I regularly do. So let's not waste any time. We did have Thursday night. I, I would love to spend time you know, ripping Joe Judge, and that's the reason why they lost that game yesterday, but we will not. Uh, we have ER for a limited amount of time, so let's dive right in at the top of the rotation or work our way through for the rest of the hour. ER. New Orleans and Carolina. So it seems that New Orleans, look, we have all these week one overreactions, right? Market upgrades teams after week one beatdowns and losses. We saw the market really give the New Orleans Saints a big bump, right? And their faux home field. They're about a three and a half point underdog to Green Bay, beat the crap out of them. Look ahead line was picked for this matchup. Now all the way up to as high as three and a half and four touched at the beginning of the week. 
Now we're down to three with a total of 44 and a half. It should be noted injuries, right? Eric McCoy center, Marshawn Lattimore corner. And then of course, Marcus Davenport defensive end all out for the new Orleans mm-hmm. saints. So what was your read here between these two? I think we're on the same page and you know, it, it it's intriguing because I think it's it's definitely worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the look-ahead line uh, was a pick in this, so you're essentially all the way through three uh, in this game. So it is a pretty considerable move. I would say probably about the biggest move yep. uh, of the week from the look-ahead uh, lines from last week. And, you know, with that said, the Panthers essentially won and covered their game, so it might not make it completely sense. But I think, you know, the jury was kind of out uh, how the Saints were going to react to this year. You just didn't know. Obviously, they missed Drew Brees. There was some in the faction that would say uh, maybe the the Saints win the Super Bowl if Jameis Winston. Maybe you're in that faction. Yeah, I was say, I'll raise uh, if he was the main quarterback last year, uh, they certainly looked like that in week one. But uh, that is it. Week one kind of felt like, uh, I guess, how you put it, a Super Bowl win. As Jameis said, we did it for the city of New Orleans, et cetera. So definitely a letdown spot. Uh, for the Saints, although in the NFL, I don't know how much of a letdown you have anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest fan uh, of this Carolina Panthers franchise. I know, and I know a lot of sharp guys that like this team a lot this year. I, I, I just, for me, uh, I need to see a little bit more from Sam Darnold to get over that hump. And he was very good in the first half last week. Still, what one of four in the red zone? I would put the onus. Uh, somewhat on him. Now you get a week of tape uh, to watch uh, what what he was able to do differently uh, with the Panthers. But I understand, um, you know, that he's going to be obviously better than he was with the Jets. So I did make a bet on the Panthers. I took the plus points. I took plus three and a half uh, in this game. And again, uh, a lot of it is the spot. I don't mind this Panthers team. That defense looked very good. Uh, last week, and you expect the Saints to bounce. They're just not as going to be as good as 38 to three. I also uh, played this game under the total. Now, I'm interested, uh, in, and obviously the Saints uh, missing a couple key uh, pieces on that defense. I'm a little interested how the Saints are going to play offensively because last week they played rarely pretty conservative. They didn't have to do a lot. Yeah. Uh, they played very slow. Uh, as well from a pace perspective. Um, And, you know, again, they're flexible. They can do different things here. Uh, But I did play this game under the total, and a lot of that uh, is, again, thinking this Panthers team is going to be very much an under team. Yeah, I want to take my shots against Carolina at some point. And actually, at the beginning of the week before the injuries took place there for New Orleans, they were on my long list of of sides to consider. But with everything considered, I scratched them off immediately. And you mentioned Darnold. This is the thing that bothered me about Darnold in the preseason and Darnold last week. Uh, Of his attempts, right, he had 20 attempts uh, through the year in terms of passing. Actually, no, I think he had uh, 24. 21 of them came from either behind the line of scrimmage or up to nine yeah. yards, right? Like it was nothing in terms of right. What so defense is gonna again a week yep. to adjust to that, and you haven't been bothered by Sam Darnold last year, the year before, <laughs> right. just, just, just <laughs> so I think like this Carolina team, I'm with you. Like I'm not insanely high on them. I, I thought this was gonna be a good spot to bet against them, but everything now is turned on its head with these injuries. So I can understand the market mm-hmm. and taking some of these points again as high as four, the three and a half, and down to three altered juice, pretty much everywhere that you're looking at this point right now. Let's go to Houston and Cleveland. So I was on Houston in week one, and I think it was a twofold thing. One, I don't think Houston's as bad as mm-hmm. the market indicates that they're going to be. You know, they, they spent the offseason acquiring a bunch of, like, okay players, right? 
average players. And Tyrod Taylor is an average to potentially an above average quarterback. Sneakily last year, this is one of the points that I brought up, ER, was the fact that last year, Houston actually was the eighth best offensive line in terms of pass protection. They've got some pretty good pass protection. And it's, it's funny because when you're saying uh, the Houston Texans' strength is their offensive right. line, that's taking some because it was the nemesis for them right. for, so, for long. so long. And so that's going to be an interesting matchup here where you get the Browns, who I'm really high on in the big picture, but we're talking about 13, 13 and a half for a team that's going to control the time of possession, that's going to run the ball pretty well here with a total of 48. Did you have anything on this one? Because this total has been up from 45 and a half to 48. Yeah, uh, I have two bets on this game. I actually laid it with Cleveland, JVT, okay. and a lot of that was on the premise of Texans, Jacksonville. I, you know, I always kind of use that week one key game theory. Uh, people use that in horse races where, oh, you know, you have this horse race and all these winners come out of this race. For me, it was Jacksonville. Uh, and obviously Houston, and I thought those were arguably the two worst teams in football, certainly two of the bottom three or four. You have to throw at least the Detroit Lions uh, into that equation. So, you know, the fact that uh, the Texans win that game, obviously not very impressive, and then you have to understand that turnovers came early, uh, somewhat handed uh, that game, and then the other side, you have maybe you know two of the top five, top six teams in the NFL, Kansas City and Cleveland. I thought Cleveland obviously played well enough to uh, win that game. Uh, really, you know, Cleveland should be able to control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Um, you're, you're right; you worry a little bit about the slowdown game. Both teams will prefer to run. Uh, Houston could get very conservative here. Hard for Cleveland to win uh, by double digits, but. Uh, I had to take a stand. I, I'm just not crazy about this Texans team, and I think you'll, we'll, we'll see a lot more of that this week. And with that said, and maybe what uh, goes along with you, I did play it under the total. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm surprised it was bet up as much as it was. Again, a little bit of fluky scoriness uh, with that Texans-Jacksonville. To me, it was probably more Jacksonville uh, in that game. But one of my smaller bets of the week uh, under the total in this one. Yeah, I agree with that. And I'm with you. Yeah, the three or two and a half to three-point line move, depending on where you look on that total. It, it is relatively surprising. So let's go to Cincinnati-Chicago. I'm actually pretty fascinated by this game. So you, you're well under that key number of three, right? You're sitting at two or two mm-hmm. and a half across the board. Cincinnati coming off of a big home win in overtime over the Minnesota Vikings. Chicago couldn't have lurked worse, I guess, uh, to a certain especially defensively, which this is kind of the key for me, ER. You know, a lot is being made of the offense and Andy Dalton, and we, we know what Andy Dalton is at this point right now. But when I kept watching on Sunday night, you're watching big plays. You're watching the Rams average 7.7 yards per play mm-hmm. against the Chicago Bears. Busted coverages that secondary was not great for the Chicago Bears. And that's what gives me a little pause. Like I, I kind of feel like Chicago would be the side. I think the market's overreacting for Cincinnati in a win against the Vikings team that is reconstructing their defense with a whole bunch of different players, right? In week one, maybe there's a little bit of a, a workout process there for Minnesota. I just think when you're looking at two, with the talent along the defensive line, specifically Khalil Mack against an offensive line that still gave up a lot of pressure right. last week to Minnesota. I think the market might be getting a little ahead of itself, confidently betting this under that three and now sitting at like two. I'm, I'm uh, right on that wavelength. I have a bet on the Bears this week. Uh, I made this number certainly higher uh, than three. I thought it was a good situation for the Bears. And, you know, to go back and last week to the Rams, I think. Most any defense was going to have trouble in that game because you didn't know what you're going to get hit with. You yep. knew you're going to get hit with Sean McVay uh, having a lot of time to prepare, and you knew he was going to, you know, have some new toys in the toolbox. Uh, but you're right. I mean, it was uh, cause for concern. But I, I can give the Bears a pass 
uh, on what happened last week against the Rams. Again, a lot of teams in the NFL were going to struggle with that. Uh, going back to this, uh, yes, I mean, that's it. I mean, the Bears should be able to put a lot of pressure uh, on Burrow. He handled it pretty well uh, against the Vikings last week. Now, uh, to me, probably the key matchup uh, here is I-, I was surprised how much pressure the Bengals were able to get uh, on Cousins in Minnesota last week. Uh, that's obviously, again, a weakness here for the Bears and that offensive line. Uh, so I'm a little bit concerned about that, but uh, I did come in. Got a bet on the Bears. I thought it was value. All right, one more we get here before we, uh, we hit our break. Las Vegas and Pittsburgh. Steelers up to a six-point favorite, six and a half in some spots with a total of 47. So my goal coming out of week one, I was on Pittsburgh against Buffalo. My goal coming out of it was bet against Pittsburgh. That uh-huh. offense is still a problem. Right. The offensive line is not good. Ben Roethlisberger looked atrocious. The running game is absent because of that offensive mm-hmm. line. And I think the market, look, there's a lot of injuries here. Josh Jacobs was ruled out today. Denzel okay. Good along the offensive line, as well as Richie Incognito, still you know, doubtful to play. And you can kind of miss me with the West to East Coast. I think that's been ruled over the last eight years that has actually been favor- more favorable for the okay. West Coast team against the spread. I think the market, again, like if, we're, if you're telling me that this is going to get to seven, because we've got plenty of time before Sunday, mm-hmm. I think the Raiders are going to be the play here. Um, you know, it's it's a fascinating handicap because yep. it, it essentially comes down to you're paying a little bit of a tax on the Steelers at this point uh, because, you know, the, the situation is figured in. Uh, you're right. I mean, you are concerned about some of the Raiders' injuries here. And, you know, I, I think one thing that happened on Monday night is – you know, the offensive line had some issues in that first half against mm-hmm. Baltimore. Wasn't that much of an issue uh, into that second half. And that's what I had a concern here for the Raiders. But now you're matched up against a Steelers front uh, that's arguably one of the best here in football. That could give a lot more issues to this offensive line. No action, no bet for me. Um, again, I, I'm the uh, Steelers team. I'm, I don't want to play six, six and a half, seven points with this offense. Um, I kind of lean under the total, probably miss the best of the number that way. Uh, this week, but uh, this game was a pass for me. Yeah, if it, now six and a half multiple spots, so if I get that full touchdown, I'll be in on Las Vegas. I think that would be a pretty good side. I think the Raiders team is kind of underrated this year, too. I, offensively, I warmed up to them. Yeah, offensively, for sure. Last two years under Gruden, they've been a top 10 offensive team in terms of efficiency. Alright, we'll come back on the other side. Those Bills are taking on the Miami Dolphins. We'll see what ER thinks. Can the Bills bounce back after a loss to Pittsburgh? Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. 
I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streams, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSIN.com data and analysis. You're going to get everything VSIN has to offer for only 22 bucks a month. Sign up now at VSIN.com slash subscribe. Humans off from the show today. He was on Follow the Money earlier this morning. So ER Aaron Running is alongside for the show, running through every single game on the rotation in the National Football League. Let's start with Buffalo, Miami, ER3, total 47 and a half here. So I, I had a slight lean here toward Buffalo. I got a contest, you know, in the, I got an entry to the Super Contest. So on the short list of plays to consider. Okay. I think it's a fascinating matchup only because the Steelers, what they did last week, which is being talked about a little bit, but I don't think enough is, this is a Steelers team that blitz a lot, right? But last, last week, they only blitzed on 1.8% of Allen's dropbacks. Mm-hmm. It was, we're going to rush four, and we are going to make you make decisions. It seems like it's kind of the new in vogue defense yep. where teams are going to drop everybody back in coverage. They're not going to, and they're going to make the quarterback work the field. And he's, he's going to see a lot of that more now, too. Mm-hmm. This is a, a Dolphins team that runs mostly man coverage that is going to put their DBs out there, who they have a lot of faith in, against your wide receivers. Josh Allen, over the last season and a half, has been the leading quarterback in terms of throws to wide receivers. This is how this offense works. So from just a schematical matchup, I think this is pretty fascinating. And my other thing is kind of along the lines of what we were talking about, like with the Panthers, I'm kind of looking to play against Miami. Probably should have lost the game last week. Damian Harris fumbles inside the 10-yard line when the Patriots are going to win that game. Patriots statistically dominate the Miami Dolphins in that contest as well. But four fumbles and 80 yards worth of penalties will do that to you. I just, I'm not a big fan of Miami. What, what, what'd you have here? I did not bet the side okay. uh, in this game. It was interesting. I was reading an article yesterday that uh, make a change at offensive coordinator for the Bills. Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of Doble. Let uh, He's the Dorsey, reason why Dorsey Josh Allen was funny. The way he was overreaction, yep. overreaction week uh, for sure. I did. I did not do anything. And you know the Dolphins have been winning this way for a year, or two yep. years. Um, this is kind of just the way they win. They never hardly win uh, the you know the stats battle, uh, if you will. I did see that Fuller. 
uh, is going to be out now for the Dolphins. And to me, that's a big injury. Of course, they did not have them uh, last year, but he was going to be a difference maker uh, for this offense uh, this year. So uh, that puts me on under the total. Uh, I played this game under the total. To me, uh, until I see a little bit differently, and especially with Fuller, uh, out of the equation, I still believe this Miami team. I don't think you're going to have with Tua. You're going to have a lot of explosiveness uh, on this team. And defensively, they still continue to be very good. They make the plays. They're very well coordinated. I think the Bills defensively uh, can uh, go up and be better from what they were. I mean, it was a disappointing defense uh, last year for them. And, you know, that's just it for this offense as well. I mean, last year, let's be honest, that was their, I would think, that's their ceiling. So you are, you know, just you're going to have some sort of regression uh, from this Bills, you know, again, teams playing them differently, et cetera. Uh, so under the total, it is for me. All right, let's go on to uh, Los Angeles and Indianapolis then. Uh, this one opened at four. The market's moved off of that four pretty much everywhere. Now you're looking at three and a half across the board with a total of 48 or 48 and a half. Uh, best individual matchup of the week, probably, right? You get uh, Quentin Nelson versus Aaron Donald. Oh, nice. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch uh, throughout the day. I know a lot of people are probably watching interior linemen uh, battle it out (laughs) against one another. But the Colts offensively, not very good against what I think is going to be a pretty poor Seattle defense. We're going to get to that Tennessee matchup. The market's moved on that over, and I think for very good reason. Uh, But you you don't really like what you see there. And Carson Wentz was not comfortable behind an offensive line that's got a hole at left tackle. I can understand taking four uh, in this spot against Los Angeles, maybe a slight overreaction from last week, but I don't think Los Angeles is only a half point better than the Seahawks who are yeah. three point favorite. I think they're a little bit better. You know, it sounds like the, the Colts are going to have a hole at right tackle as well. Yeah, you know, I think point. both, both starting tackles are going to be out Rhodes uh, announced out for this game as well. So as the injury report comes out here on Friday, makes it a little bit more difficult uh, to take the Colts. I, I'll, I'll say this JVT, I, you know, I'm not going to put, uh, a ton of stock of what the Rams did last week. Again, they were going to come out, uh, do some flash and dash, and do some different things against a Bears team that's mm-hmm. you know so poorly coached, etc. Uh, with that said, you know we still don't know what what the ceiling is uh, for this offense. And you know, with that said, you know the Colts to me faced obviously a much tougher test than the Chicago Bears. Uh, Seattle came in. Uh, 7.2 yards per play. I mean, that is a concern. I mean, you know, you knew this Colts offense uh, was going to struggle at the start of the season, but, you know, they were so good defensively. They talked about being even better uh, this year. That was obviously not the case. I think you can give Wentz and that offense a little bit of a buy or a pass last week. Again, what Wentz practice with his team five te- you know, five yeah. times right. uh, through training camp. So, you know, you saw the penalties. You saw the chemistry definitely wasn't there. Uh, a little bit of cause for concern, but you would think uh, that offense would be a little bit uh, better and a little bit more adjusted here this week. But no bet for no bet uh, for me on this game. Okay. All right, let's go to San Francisco and Philadelphia then. So this is one I do have in my pocket. I took Philly plus four at the beginning mm-hmm. of the week. We're, we're down to three with a total of 49. And, and it's twofold for me. One, uh, you know, I don't think that – I think the injury for Jason Verrett is a lot more serious uh, than we initially think. And it's only not the injury itself, but this is a thin secondary, right? You know, we, we expect the collective way that this defense is going to get right back to where it was that Super Bowl year, but there's some key differences. Richard Sherman was great that year. He's not with this team. Robert Sala, who's calling the plays, is now the head coach of the New York Jets. And now you get Jason Verrett, their top corner in a thin secondary, out for the rest of the year. It's a reason why the Lions were able to get back in it. Sure, there were turnovers and onside kicks. It's also a pretty poor secondary mm-hmm. in terms of coverage. And then you get the Eagles. I, I, out of all the teams that I was pretty impressed with, and I know you were on Philly it with was. that defensive line in week one, I thought Nick Sirianni did a great job of designing this offense. Jalen Hurts, his talents were maximized in those play-calling situations by Sirianni. And I think given all of that together, 
and a sneaky bad matchup for an offensive line that did not grade well in pass protection a year ago. I think that at plus four, it was a pretty good play, and I, th- I would agree with the market, obviously, because I'm sitting on that. Uh, yeah, I did not bet the side. I mean, both teams are a little bit bet on for me. I mean, I was probably most proud of my Eagles play last week yep. that I was able to snuff that up. I thought they were very underrated. I, I mean, to me, they were the most underrated team coming into the season yeah. uh, this year because, you know, I thought the offensive and defensive lines were going to be very good, and, and I thought they were going to be well coached. Um, you know, I thought these coaches coming in were going to be a little bit underrated. Again, we saw that against an Atlanta team. It's going to be a lot tougher test here uh, with the 49ers. Now, again, uh, I did not bet the side here. Um, I did bet this game under the total, and I, I uh, have a like. Uh, I have to mention our peer, Scott Kellen. He, he texted me some plays this morning. I matched with him on this game under the total. And, you know, you talk about how this 49er secondary might be a struggle. I'm not sure Philadelphia is going to be adept at taking advantage of that. Last week, I mean, it was a lot of short passes. Some of that was Atlanta was taking away anything they wanted to do deep. But I'm still not sold on Jalen Hurts being a 17-game NFL quarterback to carry this team. He doesn't need to. It's really quick, your, to your point, Jalen Hurts averaged up the target last week was 3.6. Yeah, a lot of screens, field. et cetera, <laughs> yeah. in that game. Again, now the 49ers see that. They can adjust to that. I think you know, the weakness to me for this Eagles defense is going to be against the run. And you know the linebackers are going to have some issues. So I think San Francisco is going to have some success running uh, the football in this matchup. But again, um, you know, I, I think both defenses, I, you know, that Eagles front is really good defensively. And you know, the, I think the 49ers is as well. And obviously uh, that can improve the secondary for both of these teams. So, um, and boy, there was some big, somebody, uh, you know, moving the market here over the total here in this game early the week. But I came back under. Four point bump to the over from the over it would, 45. Yeah, Monday, half. Monday, Tuesday, or whatever it was, definitely a couple of groups were on this. And it wasn't, you know, I wasn't me. I came back in, uh, and Scott, he's, he's, he's on the under as well. Yep. Uh, 49 and a half right now, pretty mm-hmm. much everywhere. Also, pretty surprising um, the fact that the market doesn't seem to be letting up here. Um, Superbook, for example, and a couple of other spots. Have the plus three juice there, minus one twenty, minus one fifteen. Yeah, so in for the Eagles. they're not letting up after what happened a week one. So we'll see if that's going to be the case. Uh, but again, one of the sides that I'm currently involved into at plus four. Uh, let's fit in one more really quickly. Denver, Jacksonville, Denver six point favorite on the road with a total of forty five or forty five and a half. Uh, I wanted to play against this Jacksonville team as often as possible. I think mm-hmm. market perception was a little high. Uh, but Denver laying six in this spot. Is this the market overreacting to what we saw last he, week? They know, had them as a road favorite last week. Uh, PR, and now they're a six-point home underdog. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting because I, I I did not, again, I didn't touch the side in this game. It's You know, it's hard not to bet Denver. A lot of people are going to be on Denver. I didn't get there for various reasons. Um, you know, a little bit of the value expect, Jack, you know, it, all this stuff about urban Meyer, et cetera. I, I did not like the staff that he put together right. uh, down for Jacksonville. That was my biggest thing. You know, you kind of look at that. You thought he would have a little more NFL experience, uh, et cetera. So that is concerning uh, for me. But what I did like last week uh, was this Denver offense. Yep. Uh, I, I think it's going to be greatly improved. I thought Bridgewater was extremely impressive with what he was able to do a little bit more aggressive and, you know, they did lose Judy, but they, this offense still has some playmakers on it uh, as well. And, you know, Jaguars with Lawrence, uh, you know, they're going to play a little bit faster. He's going to take some chances. You know, he's going to be – they're going to be able to score, uh, and they're going to hit some big plays here. But with that said, he's going to make a mistake. He's going to fumble. He's going to throw those interceptions. You're going to have those defensive scores. So, uh, early this week, I played it over over uh, 44 
Uh, I thought there was uh, some value over the total. Yeah, Bridgewater was awesome. Uh, he throw, how about this? Throws from 0 to 9 yards, 13 of 15 for 78 and a touchdown, and then 7 of 7 on throws 10 to 19 yards downfield. Great yeah, as I'd like to see him have success. You know, I thought he, whatever happened in Carolina last year, but a uh, very good spot for him in Denver. All right, New England Patriots and New York Jets on the other side. You know, I mentioned a little bit of what I was leaning toward there. That Patriots team, a thought outperformed Miami, and now they're on the road against the New York Jets, who have a really thin offensive line that did not perform well last week against the Carolina Panthers. And we'll talk about the misconception of the Atlanta Falcons, a team that the market can't stop betting over, and yet a lot of those games have gone to the under. It's coming up next year on The Edge. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. Rolling on here on The Edge, Jonathan Von Tobel, Matt Humans is out for today. He'll be back, of course, next week. He was on Follow the Money earlier today. Aaron Redding, professional handicapper, with us as we roll through the National Football League slate. All right. Let's start with the Patriots and the Jets. Patriots, uh, we talk about getting upgraded after week one, right? It's rare that a team loses <laughs> and they get upgraded. But I think this move was more about the anti-Jets than anything else, anti-Jets sentiment. And uh, rightfully so. This Jets offensive line was really poor with Mekhi Becton in the starting lineup, right. right, against the Carolina Panthers. Now he is done for the foreseeable future. You have a front seven here for the New England Patriots, greatly upgraded in the offseason with the additions of Van Noy and, of course, Judon with a bunch of guys like Uche and, and company and Winovich. They're going to be a pretty good pass rushing team this year, and they did a pretty good job against Tua. Pressured him on about 30% of his dropbacks last week, ER, forced him into a couple of turnover where they plays, did pick him off as well. So I, I like this Patriots team. I like the way they can run the ball, too. Late five earlier in the week, so now you're up to six. Mm-hmm. I'm in on that. Uh, the market move, I would agree with as well. And the total, uh, we're down to 43 between right. these two. So what do you make of this? Well, you saw last night, uh, when you get a total this low in the NFL nowadays, it's not yep. easy It's not easy to cash. Um, I actually played that game under the total last night. Never really had much of a prayer. Uh, you would think maybe differently between these two teams. I don't have a bet here. I did not bet the side or the total. I debated. Uh, whether to bet the Patriots, you saw that number early, three and a half, four. Certainly felt like the right side. But I'll, I'll say this, JVT, at some point you need to see it from the Patriots. Right. Um, you know, last week was a game that they won for 20 years running, uh, et cetera. Uh, but, you know, they made the mistakes. This is a team that generally had never turned the ball over under Tom Brady, et cetera. You still have a rookie quarterback here uh, on the road. They seem to be play a very conservative style. Uh, of football offensively. So to ask them to win by margin, um, I, I guess I just wasn't prepared to do that. Not surprised if they do that uh, in this contest. But again, at some point, you got to see it here with uh, the master Belichick. Yep. Uh, for some of the numbers uh, for those offensive, that offensive line, uh, 12 pressures on 46 dropbacks, about four quarterback hits on Zach Wilson as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, put the put the, uh, put the ball on the turf a couple of times too, but luckily recovered him. And then you get the trope, right? Bill Belichick against rookie quarterbacks. Right. Uh, you know, before he lost to Tua Tagovailoa last year, he was on a, a nine-game winning streak. And, and I mean that back an injury should be. It seems massive. huge uh, here for the Jets. It really is. All right, so we'll go from that to the Minnesota Vikings and the Arizona Cardinals. So I, I thought Arizona's matchup with Tennessee was just a really good one, right? Like mm-hmm. if, if I think one of the misconceptions about Tennessee coming into this year was that defensively they had fixed things they hadn't. Their secondary is a problem. They have zero pass rush. Mm-hmm. And so Arizona was able to take advantage of that, especially Kyler Murray. We had a ridiculous play where he's just scrambling around. Nobody's coming close to touching him, and he completes a play 20 yards downfield. 
So you get the market kind of having things twofold, right? You get the Minnesota Vikings coming off the loss to Cincinnati. You get Arizona just destroying a preseason darling in the Tennessee Titans. You get this as high as four and a half. Market's down to four or three and a half, depending on where you shop, with a total of 51 or 50 and a half. Did you have anything here? Uh, You know, I I bet the Vikings last week, and maybe it's affecting my decision-making here, uh, really ruined my week, (laughs) if you will. I had that game under the total. I uh, had the Vikings one way or the other. Just didn't, that game did not work out for me. Um, and and I was on the Cardinals uh, in the contest, et cetera, last week. I made that game a pick. I don't have, I don't think a lot of that Tennessee team this week. I have them like an average NFL team right. uh, so far this year. Top now, heavy, not a lot of depth. I yeah, think. moving forward to this game, uh, I did see uh, Everson Griffin going to be out uh, here for the Vikings. Uh, I, I, I had a little issues how how this team played the Vikings, um, you know, still very conservative offense, trying to run the ball, uh, et cetera. Uh, the defense certainly disappointed me. I thought they were going to be much, much improved. Uh, had a hard time stopping Joe Burrow last week. So uh, I haven't got there from a side perspective. I know all of you and uh, some sharp guys are on uh, that side, and I certainly would not argue. I, I lean that way. I kind of wanted to play that way. Uh, you know, the the matchup here is – that Cardinals defensive front. I mean, this defense, I was probably more impressed with this Cardinals defense than their offense uh, last week, and that's saying something. And this Vikings offensive line, uh, I mean, once again, uh, it looks to be some major issues here. Cousins not a guy that can really move around in the pocket. Uh, so that is uh, the big concern. I bet this game uh, under the total, uh, I'm not sure if there's 51 still out there. Uh, that was kind of my buy price. Uh, on this game. And again, you know, the Vikings are still more a little bit of an under team. Uh, they're going to be conservative on offense. I thought that defense is going to be much improved. And again, uh, I'm very impressed with this Cardinals defense. Yeah, the, the offensive line, uh, if you look at what the Minnesota Vikings did against Cincinnati, a team that, by the way, doesn't really have a dominant pass. They, I mean, they, they had 17 <laughs> sacks last year. Yeah, they were they were absolutely atrocious. And you look at what some of the numbers behind what they allowed, uh, 10 pressures, right? And you're talking about six or seven hurries as well. Two quarterback hits, two sacks who have mixed into there. And that was... A, Chandler a, Jones had in the first quarter last week. Yep, they <laughs> was absolutely destroying them. And that was on, you talk about 21 true pass sets. You know, we always talk yeah. about this. You're talking about plays with less than four four rushers, play action screens, short dropbacks, time to throw under two seconds. Those are excluded. So just legitimate dropbacks. They were getting destroyed yeah. by the Arizona Cardinals. And that's not, it's not a good thing. You know, outside of quarterback for me, edge rushers and offensive line, man. And if you have a poor offensive line and we talk about it all the time, poor offensive lines don't travel. And we, when you're looking at that front seven for Arizona, it's pretty damn good. So that does leave me a little pause on that side too. So let's go to Atlanta and Tampa Bay, because if you want to talk about bad offensive lines, that was, <laughs> that was absolutely atrocious. Uh, the Falcons were destroyed by Philadelphia and Philadelphia was regularly rushing for and having success mm-hmm. and the interior of the offensive line. They have a rookie guard for Atlanta. That was absolutely one of the worst offensive right. linemen last week in the national football league. And now this week you get, Golston, you get Vita Vea, you get Indomitian Sue, you get Pierre Paul. Like, there's a lot of good talent along this defensive line. And one of the things that I've been kind of harping on, one of the trends for me last year, and I've carried into this year, betting Falcons games under the total. Mm-hmm. The first three games last year, ER went under the total. They went nine and four to the under after that, the rest of the season. They were 10 and four since week three last year to the under as well, because the conception, the like, perception is bad defense, decent offense. 
the offense sucks. Like they have a lot of talent, but it's not very good. They have a bad I, I mean, I don't know how much line. talent they got. Right. I mean, that's a good point, right? It's Calvin Ridley, and maybe that's about it. Matt Ryan's not great. And so when I look at this, I just don't know what they're doing with that front seven. I don't mm-hmm. see a lot of scoring for Atlanta, but under 52 myself. Um, yeah, that's one of the bigger bets uh, I have uh, on this weekend, this game under the total. I was surprised. I don't have my numbers in front of me, but I've made this much. less than a lot of that had to do with what you saw from Atlanta last week and uh, you know how you figure this game is perhaps played out. And you know, let's be honest, we could talk about this game till Sunday. Uh, from a talent perspective, you're not going to be able to give uh, the pass. But that's why this game is 13. I didn't do anything with the side, but I played it under the total. Uh, JVT again. Atlanta uh, after their first two drives last week, where they had to settle for field goals uh, in the red zone. And and again, I give the Eagles a lot of credit. I, I think that front's going to be very underrated and very good uh, this year. But the final 10 drives. Uh, for the Atlanta Falcons and Art Smith uh, in his debut, in his debut, seventy-seven total yards uh, in ten possessions, eight yards per drive, and they were the only team in the NFL that did not have a twenty-yard gain uh, last year. Uh, I'm sorry, last week uh, the debut, and you know you look at the Tampa Bay side of the equation here, Dallas. Uh, you know the matchup, all offense, no defense. I, I mean that was a shootout. There was a lot of pace. Uh, in that game. One thing uh, that the Falcons, I would say, probably did well last week is they took away uh, the big play. I, I mean, if you go back and you, you get the quotes from Philadelphia, they talked about it, said, hey, we try to get some deep shots in there, etc. Atlanta was just totally taking that away. Um, and obviously, it's going to be hard to duplicate that here against Tampa Bay, but you know, they're no, you know that they're at least somewhat capable. Uh, they want to do that. So this is kind of that typical division game. Tampa Bay gets up by... Uh, two touchdowns or three in the second half, and uh, the game just dies. So I went under the toll as well. Yeah, Arthur, Arthur Smith, uh, I was I was talking to humans about this during the week. The play calling was awful. Like If you looked at some of the situation, one of the first field goal drives, there's a penalty. He's got a second goal from like the 13, just like yeah. a runoff right guard. And then you set up Matt Ryan in an obvious passing situation. Mm-hmm. They got the ball before half. They ran it three straight times before the two minute warning, and then kicked it back to Philadelphia, who scored before the two before the halftime. Like that was really bad. You know, one of the oddities of last week was, you know, which one do you blame or et cetera? Because yeah. the, you know the Art Smith uh, Atlanta offense was so bad, and the Tennessee offense was so bad as well. And obviously those yeah. those two were joined at the, the hip, so maybe we'll get some more answers this week. But also, like when he was with Tennessee, that was one of your, I think one of the biggest complaints about Tennessee last year. Run, run, pass yeah. on third down. Run, run, pass on third yeah, down. Well, right, leading the league in one wide receiver sets. Like th- those are the kind of things that I think. When you have Derrick Henry, that's a little bit better strategy. It, right? it is right, but then like it also held back Tennessee yeah. at certain points. Right, so you can run. It was funny. Like if you watched the broadcast last week, it was like, look at the running tempo, it's pace. I'm like, yeah, but the first two drives averaged five yards a play, and then after that, it was three yards a play. <laughs> right. it, it was absolutely awful for the Atlanta Falcons. So and, yeah. and then, you know, let's you know, I think this Tampa Bay defense is still very good as well. You yep. know. We'll see. There's Sean Murphy bunting injury and thin yeah. at corner, but I just don't know if Matt Ryan's going to be the guy that actually takes advantage of that. So under the 52 there. All right, so we got a little less than a minute here, so we'll, we'll hold off, but we'll preview. It's funny. We talk about Tennessee. They get Seattle next week. The market's all over the Seahawks after covering a road number, mm-hmm. right, against the Indianapolis Colts. Now we're up to as high as six and a half here with a total of 54. Now this is a total that I wanted to bet. I went in initially, you saw a look ahead here of 51 last week on the uh-huh. total. So now we're up there to 54 and I agree with that. But on the other side, we're going to get ER's thoughts on this because I came into the year thinking that Seattle was going to be one of the worst secondaries in the National Football League. Lack of a pass rush as well. Both of those things showed up in a pretty big way against Indianapolis yeah. in week one. 
but I don't know if that's going to be the case next week against the Tennessee or next week in a couple of days. So ER is going to be with us. We'll wrap up the National Football League schedule. And if we got time, pick his brain on anything college football related as well. So yeah, cheer on v At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. You heard it, it's the Edge here at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. A reminder that before you make your next bet, to visit vsin.com. Check out the current betting splits data. A new feature gives you insights to where the money and the bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Aaron Renning is here. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel. So, 
Let's get back to the NFL. I think we're going to have time to fit in some uh, thoughts on college football, too. But the, I was setting up the Tennessee and Seattle game, so we'll get your thoughts here. To reset the table, Tennessee now a six-and-a-half-point underdog with a total of 54. Uh, this is on the short list for me, potentially, too. Uh, this, is, this is quite the overreaction. I haven't thought much of Seattle from a defensive perspective coming into this year. One game's not enough to take me mm-hmm. off the priors. You mentioned it, right? Terrible situation for Indianapolis, essentially breaking in Carson Wentz with like five hours of practice <laughs> with Indy and problems along the offensive line. Mm-hmm. And to me, it comes down to a couple of things. One, yes, they got after Carson Wentz quite a bit last week. This is still a team whose best pass rusher is Jamal Adams. That's going to be a problem. This is a team who, from a coverage perspective, graded very poorly last year and didn't address it in any way whatsoever in the offseason. And I think this is one where you're looking at a bounce back here for the Tennessee Titans potentially catching now up to six and a half after this number on the look ahead at ER was three and a half. Right. You know, I, I think this week you also have to give a, a second look to at least the playoff teams from last year that did mm-hmm. not perform well or, or those overreaction uh, second weeks, if you will. Tennessee certainly fits that mold. The Colts etc. I mean, the Colts almost beat Buffalo to go to the AFC championship team or game last year. So, you know, getting four points home, uh, obviously Tennessee getting a lot here on the road. Again, I don't have this team uh, power rated very highly. I actually made uh, Seattle over seven in this game where I did focus uh, JVT on this game over the total. I I knew that you had to bet this game early because it was going to get some play uh, over the total. Again, if you go back uh, the first half, Seattle uh, Colts last week, and kind of what we talked about. Uh, the Colts' offense was not going to be in any kind of rhythm in that game. Carson Wentz had barely, barely practiced uh, with his new team teammates. There was actually a lot of offense in that first half. A lot of it was Seattle. I averaged 10, 10 yards per play on the game. Uh, the Seahawks averaged 7.2 uh, yards per play, and I think they dialed it down mm-hmm. in the second half. So they have plenty to show here against this Tennessee Titan, uh, this Tennessee team. And let's let's be honest. If the Titans are going to improve, it's going to be on the offensive side of the football. It's not going to be defensively uh, for this team. I I do have some concerns overall. I mean, if you follow this Tennessee team uh, throughout training camp, uh, there would be many that would tell you that Tannehill just was not sharp uh, throughout training camp, et cetera. So I think there are some long-term concerns here. But I think they can score enough. Seattle certainly will. Uh, I I, I think this is still playable at over 54. All right, I like it. Yeah, I think this is going to be um, exactly what you're talking about here between these two. And part of my thinking on that is that Seahawks secondary. So this is and this is an important week, I think, for handicapping in general, right? Because I talk about like off-season priors, like what you think about a team. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get into week two, week one, you know, it's one game. Football can be a random sport. That's fine. But if week two, then you start to either come off of those priors right. or they get a little bit more confirmed. Like if a team like Seattle, again, has a pretty good pass rush and this, the secondary is a lot better, then I might start to budge off of the, hey, I think this about this certain team. So, you know, I, I know some very sharp guys, uh, JVT, that essentially just throw out week one in the NFL. Yeah. Because, you know, again, what you, you happens, it does kind of linger and you have that thought process for five or six years. I mean, just think. If you entered this week and you handicapped this week, not thinking whatever, just threw out exactly what happened uh, in week one, you know, you'd be looking at this a lot differently. Certainly, you have to take some things in, into uh, perspective, but, uh, you know, it's an interesting way to handicap. Uh, the Jags week one last week won, the, won against the Indianapolis Colts. Colts looked atrocious defensively. Jags are going to lose every single one of their games from there on out, mm-hmm. and the Colts had a top five defense. So, uh, again, Tennessee, or excuse me, uh, week one can be insanely random. 
So let's go to this next matchup then. Dallas against Los Angeles, the Chargers. Chargers, three and a half point favor with a total of 55. This is another mover here. Open of 50. So we're up five points now yeah. on this total between these two. You can understand it to a certain extent. Chargers were a lead on third down last week against Washington. Uh, we can see that that Washington secondary is kind of a problem though, after what we watched yesterday. So maybe don't take too much out of that. Thing here for Dallas, front seven that already wasn't very good, really banged up with injuries now on top of it. So what'd you make of Dallas in week one, t- picking apart a relatively thin secondary mm-hmm. in Tampa Bay and how they translate here on the road again against Los Angeles? Um, yeah, I, I played this game over the total JVT. It's hard to recommend now yep. uh, at this number. I mean, it was up to like 54. My buy price. This is another one that you knew was going to get played over the total. Again, if you take into context uh, what happened uh, last week, um, you know, give the Cowboys credit. I, I mean, again, just they understood that they need to throw the ball essentially every play. They look good doing that. There were still some things you had to worry about. I mean, plus uh, in the turnover department, et cetera. I mean, they were able to get the mistakes, still could not close the deal uh, and win uh, that game. Uh, JVT, I, I'm a huge fan of this Chargers team. I, I think they I even thought about it even more last night. I got this team bet to win the Super Bowl, win division. And I'm just like, man, I, I, I think I need to get some more money down on that. I, I think they are just, I mean, just a complete 180 coached-wise mm-hmm. or coached up-wise. Uh, I like what they're doing defensively. I like what they're doing offensively as well. Uh, to go on the road and get that win somewhat convincingly, I think more than the final score would indicate last week. I think it's right now it's a lot better organization, the Cowboys. So I had to come in and play the Chargers, especially when they announced Lawrence was going to miss this game. Um, I, I think offensively uh, the Chargers can do what they want to do. Now, interesting because this is a totally different matchup for this Cowboys um, offense because, right. uh, you know, the, the, the Chargers are going to play that, t- uh, that two deep shell hmm. and they're going to make the Cowboys again, you know, throw the actually running the ball is going to be probably the better way for the, for what they want you to do for Dallas to play this game. Yep. So it's a totally different matchup for them, uh, than Tampa Bay. But, um, again, I, I think a lot of this Chargers team in the end, I was like, should I play it? And, you know, you're a couple things I was worried about a little extra prep time. Uh, for the Cowboys, obviously they're going to have at least half the fans here in L.A. This will probably be a pro Cowboy crowd uh, in this contest, but I, I think the Chargers are just a, just a lot better than this team. Yeah, if you look at like if you're talking about the structure of this team defensively, right uh, for the for the Los Angeles Chargers, remember uh, Brandon Staley who ran the Los Angeles Rams defense a year ago, right? So you're looking at similarities between those two. The Rams, if you looked at some of the rush defense metrics from a year ago, certain categories, they're actually kind of average below average because the right. system invites the run. It right. allows you to do so because they want to keep everything in front of them. It's pretty good. And, and by the way, they have similar pieces. you got a lockdown corner and defensive back potentially, right? And um, the name escapes me who's been injured every year from Florida State for the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, Derwin James. Uh, yep, Derwin James, thank you. And then, of course, Joey Posa. So got some similar pieces. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. That, that you could potentially get some same success from this Chargers defense. All right, let's go to the Sunday night game. Kansas City on the road against Baltimore. Baltimore now upwards of a four-point dog with a total of 54 and a half. So this, to me, are similar to the Raiders game, right? Where had Baltimore circled after what happened in week mm-hmm. one, but there were a couple of things that stuck out. One, the offense line against the Raiders was not very good. And this is a much more talented team up front in the Kansas City Chiefs. 
And again, injuries. That offensive line is going to lose Ronnie Stanley. You still have all these injuries piled up, right? We have Marcus Peters, who's still going to be out. Jimmy Smith, who's still banged up. There's a lot going on yes. here for the Ravens that is not looking pretty good. So right. I don't know if I'm going to be using this. Even with an inflated number of four, you just can't paint a positive picture. Right. Well, I always say, you know, the market knows about it. The bookmakers know right. about it. All the injuries, et cetera. Here, this is kind of a two plus two handicapping from week one to week two. Talk about value, et cetera. So, you know, the, the the Ravens were essentially three, three and a half last week against the Raiders in closing yep. on the road. Yep. Uh, and now uh, you get, you know, this Ravens team at home. Uh, this was going to, I think it's going to be plus four by the time the game hits. I know there were some fours out there now. So, again, if you add up the numbers, you're saying that the Chiefs would have, you're saying that, um, again, the Baltimore is five points better. Uh, than than the Raiders, mm-hmm. you're saying essentially right now the Chiefs are six points better than the Ravens. So, would the Chiefs be a ten point favorite out here against the Raiders? I don't think so. Don't think you know that's that's what this number is kind of telling you here. So, um, and, and there's a lot more that goes into it with that. And you know, you talk about how this banged up offensive line is. You know, Lamar Jackson can. You know, the offensive line banged up that, right. negates that to a certain degree. We actually saw that. I mean, they win the game if he doesn't fumble. Uh, twice in that contest. So I have to trust this Ravens organization. Uh, Again, this is a team that's dominated the preseason. You know they have some pretty good depth uh, on this team. Again, from a personnel perspective, they know uh, what they're doing. And, you know, that's the funny part about this. It's a little bit like the Carolina-New Orleans game because the Chiefs didn't really overwhelm. They didn't do anything that great last week. They they were down 22 to 10. You know, they should have got beat. Um, So this is a team that still has some issues defensively. So, uh, I have to come in here, uh, take a shot on the home underdog. Also played this game under the total, yep. uh, which looks a little bit better with that banged up offensive line. Yeah, I think I'll still find myself on the Baltimore side. And look, like one of the stats took out from Monday night, 20 true pass sets for Lamar Jackson, 20 pressures. But here's the thing. You can eliminate some of those running screens, play actions, moving mm-hmm. pockets, things like that. And you bring up a great point. Ravens were going to win that game if he doesn't put the ball on the turf twice, right? Right, Because the Raiders got touchdowns off of both of those. All right, well, really quick, anything on Monday night uh, at all? We'll see if we can save it or if you don't have anything. Oh, I got, I got bets. I got action, uh, JVT. I actually bet the Packers. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm down on the Packers. I, I uh, Not much was made about uh, the offensive line for Green Bay, et cetera. Uh, this week, but you saw that in week one. With that said, I think the Lions are horrendous. That defensive uh, secondary is in shambles now. So, uh, uh, Zadaria Smith's going to be out. Uh, that's not good news, uh, but I did play it. Uh, laid, the, laid the wood with the pack. ER Sports 1, My Guys in the Desert, coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.